welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode 22, no, 20, 32, Jesus, fucking hell, um, reminds me of that video of Dan Bailey, uh, you'll only know this, uh, the, only, the only person who's going to know this is Ben, um, <laughs> because we used to quote it all the time, he's doing this, so uh, Dan Bailey, a CrossFit athlete, was doing this promo video for like one of the CrossFit games, and he's, um, he's like he gets there he's like you know they got to say their name and age and where they're from and he's like i'm dan bailey i'm 21 <laughs> and he's like he's like i'm not 21 i'm 26 what the fuck i just thought it was so funny maybe may have even been 29 um that's how i felt just then it's episode 32 um this episode is going to be about my iron man that i just finished um a couple of days ago so fuck yeah boy um I'm still chilling out after that. Um, so I figured I'd take you through what it was like the week before, maybe, like what I did the week before leading into it, then go through the actual race and then afterwards and all that kind of jizz jazz. But um, but first, what's going on? What's happening? I've, um, it's quite early this morning. I have a bit of stuff to do. Recording it on Friday, the 25th of March, April, no, Feb. Jesus, um, I'm fucking in shambles today, eh? Um, anyway, yeah, I'm recording it quite early, it's like, or early for a podcast for me, usually they're in the afternoon, but it is 7.43, I've had an ice bath this morning, it was fucking cold, um, and yeah, I'm drinking my coffee, had some toast, now I'm recording a podcast, so, um, happy days, happy days, um, so, I'm gonna run through some stuff that, like, I'm gonna run through the prep for last week, so last week, my training was dialed back heaps. Um, not, I still did a bit. Like I still trained. I can't remember when we recorded last. I, uh, anyway, not important. I still trained um, quite a bit last week. It was you know pegged back to like uh, sessions were capped at like an hour. So I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I did doubles. So it would have been hour in the morning, hour in the afternoon. But it was only an hour, so it was very easy to manage. Um, which meant that I was able to, like, my, one of my goals was to just wake up with my whoop for the week. Um, I decided, yeah, I decided very early on, I was like, I'm going to wake up with my whoop for the week and just let that take care of me leading into this race. Because, like, it's very good when it comes to recovery and sleep uh, monitoring and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm just going to let that do the thing. Like, I don't have to get up for work. I don't have to get up for anything else other than training. Um, so why not just wake up when my whoop tells me I'm good to wake up? So that's exactly what I did. I just let it take over. And it was like, I was getting high eighties, nineties, um, percent sleep scores or sleep. Yeah. Sleep ratings or sleep scores for the whole week, which was fucking phenomenal. Like I got to the weekend and I was so G, um, I got to, well, I got the Thursday, Friday, and I only had one session on each of those days. And I was just fucking, I was, I was ready to go. And then, you know, Obviously, like the nerves kind of settled in on Friday and then Saturday um, went, well, we actually went down to Geelong, me and Caitlin on Friday um, to, you know, check in, settle in, take my bike down, make sure everything was down there, you know, just going through the motions of stuff and like, I like it narrowly, it's nice. Um, Thankfully, we did because I'd forgotten a few things. I um, forgot my race belt, which was quite annoying. Um, and I think I needed to get baby oil. Yeah, I think I needed to get baby oil for the wetsuit. But yeah, I'd forgotten a few things and I was like, oh, fuck. So I bought a new race belt, which was so annoying. I have like four here. Because when you do the two times you races or when you did them last year, they gave you a race belt each race. Um, so I got a few of them and then I already had a two times you race belt. So like you get, I've got fucking like, I've now got four or five race belts just sitting in my bedroom. Um, so don't forget your race belt. And I also forgot my timing chip belt. Like it's a, so you have a timer chip you put on your ankle and the bands they give you aren't very comfortable. They're, um, yeah, they're quite like scratchy, you know, just, you don't want, I don't know. It's like, it's a comfort thing and I don't like their ones. And I bought one that I used for the full Ironman um, and I was going to use it again, but I forgot it. So I had to buy another one. And then as I was getting ready to race i was like oh i might do it up a bit tighter so it doesn't slip down and doesn't like dangle on my ankle i don't want it coming off 
Um, and then as I went to tighten it, it like fucking popped and like almost ripped in half. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, so I had to go and get a race belt, a spare, like I had to get a backup belt from the event organizers, which was a bit hectic, um, before my start. Cause I like to cut it fine. Um, I did a swim warm up and then I was like, all right, great. Like 10 minutes before the gun goes off, let's go back. Like I cut it real, real fine because you want to get out of the water after you swim warm up pretty close to when you start, um, to maximize the effects of it. But anyway, I had to go get a fucking another anklet from the event organizers. And she, the lady I got it from was not very happy with me. Um, she was like, what happened to the one we gave you? And I was like, it's in my room. Um, I didn't think this one was going to break. And she's like, well, you know, and then she gave me the new one. And I was like, oh God, fucking hell. Anyway, blocked that out and just went on to race. Anyway, we'll touch on the whole race, raceway or how the race went later. Um, so yeah, woke up in, woke up last week, all like at all good times. It was like after seven every single day, it was the fucking bomb. Um, I was having some good sleeps, felt really ready by the time we got to the weekend. Saturday morning was a pretty cruisy, like I still, I slept into when I wanted to wake up. Um, I had a dream that I slept in until like two o'clock, um, which wouldn't have mattered because I could still do my little warm-up session then hand my bike in before four but you know I was straight I'd had a dream and I was like oh shit it's late blah, blah, blah. and then like everything was going wrong I think my pedals were falling off it was very weird um but that didn't happen woke up hit my I think it was a 45 minute ride and a 15 minute run jog yeah that's exactly what it was um hadn't ridden my bike with the race wheels on yet so that was kind of cool I got to do that on Saturday for the first time you pump them up so fucking hard man it was um I think I was pumping them up to like 160 150 psi which is hectic usually only run on my other tires I run like 110 120 um but yeah one fucking oh 160 is a lot it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Um, apologies if I'm fucking yawning and stretching and shit. It is... Well, it's not early. It's just, you know, I've been taking it pretty easy this week. So, it's early for me now. Um, I'm getting used to the old late wake-up kind of situation. But yeah, um, it was good. I had plenty of food on while I was up there. I tried, like... So let's let's take the clock back a bit, yeah. Let's let's wind the clock back. Um, so, you know, I've done a few endurance events in my in my time, um, and I used to believe like you'd have to eat super, super clean, super healthy, like pasta, um, carb up, like all that shit. Like the I don't know the gen- generic the generic carb up kind of shit, but. I've like after doing my Ironman when what I had the night before the race was literally a fucking large chips and a pizza. I was like, okay, that worked really well. I must stick to that routine. Um, so usually what I like to have before a race is burgers, chips and pizza. That's it. So that's what I did on Friday night. I had double parked at grilled two of their vegan burgers with some chips fantastic loved it every minute of it it was just enjoyable and then um saturday night got takeaway pizza from where was it it was vegan pizza from somewhere um it was like a gourmet place anyway it doesn't matter got takeaway pizza and garlic bread fucking fantastic i loved it it was the best a large pizza demolished the shit out of it and then you know rolled up to race day ready to fucking rumble it has worked the it has worked a treat for me in you know the last few races I've done and obviously it worked a treat for me on the weekend too um so I'm gonna stick to that routine like that seems to work for me it's not it's delicious it's tasty it doesn't fuck with my stomach it like it keeps me going it's not you know it doesn't give me any problems um so I'm gonna fucking stick with eating that kind of stuff um yeah when I race because it's it's fucking you know who doesn't like tasty food um, we watched, oh, what did we watch on, we watched a really, so I started watching this fucking whack-ass movie, I picked a movie on Friday night, and it was so whack, it was, yeah, it was fucked, I don't even know what it was called, it was like, end of the world war, or some shit like that, it was like, I don't know, all these people playing these characters, that it sounded like they were putting on fake, no, it sounded like they were putting, they were like, 
okay, how do I describe this? They had foreign accents, but it sounded like they were trying to do other foreign accents. And then they were speaking English at the same time. And it was just wild. It was like, it made no sense. The plot was just trash. Um, we ended up just skipping to the end of the movie to see what happened. Because we were like, we can't, can't do this. Um, we watched, yeah, probably like five minutes. We only watched it because the dude was fucking jacked. It was on Netflix. We only watched it because the dude was jacked and he was chopping wood um, at the start, start screen. We we're like, fuck yeah, this looks sick. Like, he's fucking jacked. Let's watch it. And then it was just shit. So if you see a fucking Netflix promo of a dude chopping wood and he's jacked, don't watch it. It's shit. Um, so then we ended up watching The Tinder Swindler, which was fucking bonkers. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It'll make you like... I don't know, it makes you squirm in your seat, um, made me squirm in my seat, like, personally, I can't believe someone would fall for that kind of shit, because, like, it's pretty fucking ridiculous that you would give someone, you know, money, um, for the reasons he was saying, but, mate, hats off to the dude, he's fucking, he's a genius, if he's pulling that shit off and getting away with it for as long as he did, fucking hell, but I was saying to Caitlin, I was like, mate, like, if you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, you'll know after you've seen it. Fuck putting in that much work, man. Wouldn't it be way easier just to fucking, you know, go and get a job or do something, you know, put that effort towards creating something and it's going to get you that money instead of having to do what you do to get it? It seems like such a fucking big effort. I just couldn't be asked, mate. I could not be bothered. I'd much rather not do that and just do what I'm doing now. Seems way better than um than flying around on private jets, but yeah, fucking watch it. It was cringeworthy. Um, if I might add, oh, that's the coffee gone. The um, oh, what, what did we watch the night before my race? I think we started watching uh, Uncut Gems, um, but that I don't know. We stopped. I don't think we didn't finish that because it was like a bit, I don't know, it was a bit on edge and I was like, I don't want to be on edge. I don't want to be like stressed out before I go to bed because then I won't be able to sleep. So then I think we watched, um, we may have just watched The Office or no, we watched, I think we watched an episode of Daredevil. I think we watched an episode of Daredevil, which was really good. So we're going to start, we're going to continue watching Daredevil on Netflix and then when it moves to Disney Plus, we'll watch it on Disney Plus. It's a great show, um, and you know his little cameo in Spider-Man was nice. So we're gonna pick up Slack and start watching that. Um, but yeah, I think that brings that, that covers off the um, the that brings us up to race morning. Hey, but we'll get to that in a second. All right. Um, I had a thought. So okay, so we also watched. Um, I thought it would be quite funny. Maybe we watched that on Saturday night too. We watched those. It's on Netflix. It's like a detective and they, it's all improv. Um, and they had a, a term, like it's with uh, Will Arnett and they have a bunch of comedians or like actors or whatever on and they have to improv the scene. So like, yeah, the cameras are rolling and they're just improvising this whole scenario. Um, it's quite good. It's quite, it's quite good because it's like, you get to see how they work. Um, which makes it very interesting. But he had a, a term, titty nope. And titty nope actually means, I think it means like leftover scraps or leftovers from a meal, um, which made me laugh quite a bit. Um, where is it? Titty nope. Definition. Small quantity of anything leftover. There you go. Yes. So it's leftovers. Titty nope are leftovers. Titty nope is leftovers. Yeah, titty nope is leftovers, um, which I thought was quite funny. I never realized that was a term, but I do now, obviously. Um, so, uh, that was interesting, I guess. Um, but I was having, I had a thought while picking up my bike, right? And, like, I drove past this restaurant that you always see, or I always see, a bunch of, like, Italian families eating at, right? And it... Led me to think, okay, sorry, I'm writing something else down that's not relevant to this. Um, so, yeah, I drove past this restaurant that was like, there's always Italian families eating there, always, every fucking day or every night, or it seems like most weekend nights, it's always packed. Um, and uh, I was thinking about it, I was like, mate, I remember 
you know, when when my family wasn't fucked up, I remember going to restaurants like that with everyone and like everyone would complain about how shit the meal was. Like everyone would just be like, this is fucking trash. Like this is undercooked. This is overcooked. What the fuck is this? These are frozen. This is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's fucked. This is nuts. And then you would go back every week. You'd go back every fucking week. And then you'd say the same shit. You'd be like, fucking this pizza's frozen, bro. Oh, these prawns are bullshit. Fucking this is that. And then you'd be back there the next week eating the same shit and just complaining about it again. I was like, what the fuck is with these people? I fucking, oh, mate, it's ridiculous. Fucking go there, complain about it, then go back and complain more. Why not just fucking go somewhere else? So stupid. Um, But, you know, I thought it was quite funny. And I'm allowed to say that because I am part Italian, so... Um, that leads me on to something else. Like, I was thinking maybe I could turn that into a joke. Um, because I think it's quite funny. But, um, I heard, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking to someone about how he plans his jokes and how he writes for comedy and stuff like that. And what he does is he writes an essay on the topic, um, like for his, whatever he's thinking, just say he thinks there's something funny about, you know, fucking how people eat bananas He'll write an essay on how people eat bananas and then he'll pull out the funny bits on that and throw it on a different page and then write out what's funny about that stuff um, and then form then go on, goes on stage to form jokes out of that. I think that's fucking cool. So I'm going to try and, try and use that, but I'm not going to just use it for like for trying to find jokes. I'm going to use it for um, podcast topics and stuff like that. So I've already done one. I'm going to, I'm naming it, I've named a folder in my documents, uh, 40 minute essays. So I'm going to give myself 40 minutes to write an essay about a topic. Uh, that's going to be the podcast topic for the next week. I'll write it. Um, and then I'll, you know, get as far as I get in 40 minutes and then I'll revisit that and pull things out of that to use for my podcast. And obviously the more I do, the better I'm going to get. Um, so I did one, I did about 800, 900 words, um, the other day. I haven't written an essay in years. Um, so it was interesting. It was an interesting experience, but I'm glad I did it, and I'm going to continue to do it. So I did it on, well, uh, maybe I'll just let you guys, I'll wait until you you, you hear the, the, the topic of the fucking podcast, then you can figure it out. Uh, but it was one Noah gave me, and it's relevant to after this one, so hooray. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be an, a game changer when it comes to me writing, or not writing my podcast, but like think, figuring out things to talk about and giving them a bit of, bit of volume, um, instead of just winging the shit out of topics, like, cause I was, I was thinking about it just then, not in the past, um, I think that, oh, I gotta fucking, oh, mate, I gotta explain why ADHD, oh, sorry, let me write this, and then I'll tell you, um, see, it's fucking speak of the devil. It's just shown up in the middle of a sentence. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about it and like, I'm, I, de- I feel like I dedicate anywhere from 30, 20 to 30 minutes on a topic each week, right? Depending on how much juice there is there. And I want that to be, you know, I want that to actually have some depth to it. I don't want me to be just rattling off, you know, random questions and thoughts and stuff like that without really thinking about it beforehand. So if I write an essay, that'll give me a bit of fucking ground to stand on. Um, and it'll probably, if I, even if I read the essay out, it'll take me 20 minutes to fucking read it because I can't read properly. So we have a fucking solution to the problem um, that I didn't know existed until now. Um, but all right, back to the fucking ADHD thing. So... I'd mentioned it to my um, psychologist and she said, as I expected, she would say, she's like, well, why did you label it that thing? Like ADHD is a bunch of different things. Like what is the, the thing that you've got? And I was like, oh, I get distracted really easy and I can't concentrate on things for like a long period of time. And she had a good point. She said, I got distracted just then. Um, she goes, what was it like? And like at home trying to study and stuff when you were, you know, going through high school and stuff like that. Cause I haven't mentioned it. I'll probably touch on it at some point, but I haven't mentioned it um, on the podcast yet. But year twelve was a fucking rough year for me. Pro- well, since probably since year nine was rough, um, but year twelve was exceptionally hard. Just not school at home, um, and it was fucking rough. I couldn't concentrate. Like there was a lot of you know, there was a bit of alcoholism and stuff going on at home, and concentrating was difficult because. 
I'd always have to have an ear, an ear out for something else. Like I could concentrate, like I could give 70% to what I was doing, but I had to listen for 30%. Like I had to use 30% to listen just to make sure that like if anything was fucking going down, I could like be ready for it. Um, and she's like, if you grew up in that, like you're not going to be able to concentrate on things 100% because you're going to be fucking constantly listening for things going on around you. Even if you don't realize that you are, you're going to be. And I've just been trying to observe that lately. And I am like when I'm sitting down, when I was doing that essay, I was constantly listening for listening for shit going on around me. And it was just, it would pull me away from it. It would break my concentration. Um, and it's just something that I've learned while growing up, you know, in the environment that I was in the, that like, it is like, it's not necessarily ADHD. It's, um, like it's the way I, I grew up. I was in the environment constantly aware, like I'm super aware and super observant of shit. Like it's good in some situations, but when you're trying to fucking sit down and concentrate on something, it's not great because you fucking get pulled away left, right and center. Um, so like we're, we're obviously going to work on that too. Me and my psychologist, but I just thought it was very interesting. Like the it it all stems from you know stuff that happens to you as a child. So I, yeah, I'm fucking. I was blown away when she said that. Like literally blew my mind. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I remembered that because I've got to write it down. Um, anyway, what was I gonna say next? The okay, so I had two thoughts. Yeah, I had two thoughts. Oh, that's not really two thoughts. I had a thought. Anyway, I was. I was swimming and I just thought, I think I made, that's right. So someone was about to get out of their car. I was at the gym. I was at, I just finished my swim and I was like sitting there on my phone doing shit. And then I saw a lady pulling next to me and she was about to get out of her car. And I was like, oh fuck, put my phone down and just drove out quickly. And I was like, I just made life 1% easier for her. Um, because I was going to leave anyway and I was doing some bullshit. So I was like, may as well just go. And I like made life 1% easier for her. her. She didn't have to worry about hitting my car with her door. She just got out and left. Um, and it led me to think like, um, yeah, it led me to think, what if we all just made life 1% easier for those around us? Like, wouldn't it be a much better place? If, if it's only It only works if everyone commits to it. Like, what if every single person committed to making life 1% easier for those around them. Like, I feel like that would make a huge difference, don't you reckon? Like, even if it was just something as small as, you know, like holding the door open, yeah, okay, great. Returning your fucking trolley, great. Parking properly and not parking like a fuckwit, yes. Driving, like, cautiously, courteously. Driving courteously, yes. Fucking not hitting cyclists or abusing cyclists when you go past. Great. Like, do fucking nice things. 1%. The 1% is make life 1% easier for everyone around you and everyone's going to have a better time. It's not just going to be the person you're helping because they're going to do it to someone else and eventually it's going to come back around and make it better for you too. So, like, you look at making... You shouldn't look at it as if, oh, I'm making this person's life 1% better. You should say, all right, if I do this, it's going to come around and I'm probably going to get 10% better. So why not give 1%? It's, you know, return on investment is fucking spot on. Um, but I just thought it was a fucking super interesting concept or thought that I had while sitting there um, or while driving. So keep that one in mind. Um, then it also led me to think, and I didn't, but when I was, I was doing some work on planning this podcast or planning the next podcast, and I was just thinking, like, I, or I think I was editing the podcast um, stitching it together and editing the clips and whatever for last week's one. And I just thought like, I'm going to prepare it. Like I have an audience of 500,000 because why not? Like, why not put in the work learning and trying to experience things um, now so that if it does grow, then I'm prepared for it. Like why bother half-assing the shit out of it when I can do it properly? Like I can have a crack, like I can do my reels and make them look good and look look nice and put them out there. Even if they only get fucking 12 views, who gives a shit? Like, I'm having a crack. I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm experimenting. I'm trying things. And it's benefiting me in... It's going to benefit me in the long run. Um, so that's the, the approach I've tried to take to this whole thing. Like, prepare it like you've got a fucking audience of 500,000 people. Even though I don't. Like, I probably have 20 people that listen regularly and then a few come in and out. Um... But I'm almost at a thousand downloads too. Uh, but yeah, like prepare it like it it's fucking huge. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put in effort, especially now. Like I'm not I'm not working. I've got time on my hands 
for me. Um, this is something I enjoy. So I'm going to put in a bit of time to it and just see what happens with it. So I'm, that's why I'm really trying to, you know, prepare properly, trying to fucking organize things right and, you know, push things through well, if that made any sense. But um, so speaking of that, I'm also trying to, yesterday I recorded two recipes, um, vegan meatballs and some vegan like suvlaki stuff. The vegan suvlaki stuff I copied from someone completely, um, but I wanted to try, try and like practice videoing it. And the meatballs I made from a recipe that I found on the internet, um, but I videoed it. So like I'm trying to practice that. If I can do a couple of recipes a week um, as well, wasn't that hard to film. If I can do a couple of recipes a week of just what I'm making, then it would be, I feel like, I don't know, I'm going to put them out on my, not on the podcast one, but on my personal one and just see what comes of it too. Cause like I enjoy cooking. I love it. Um, I've got a bit of time on my hands, so why not just, you know, fucking load the GoPro up and just film myself chopping shit up and put it on, putting it on the gram. Like it only took me 20 minutes to edit them together. Um, so that's something that you can keep your eyes peeled for. Um, I'm probably going to make I've got a recipe that I half made but didn't go through with on Monday or Tuesday. I made like a really nice mushroom carrot, um, like almost creamy sauce. I feel like if I add a bit of milk in and um, a bit of flour, it'll be creamy. So I'm going to do that again with some ravioli. Uh, so that'll be next, probably next week. But yeah, like, I'm just going to try and film my recipes and stuff that I make because I enjoy it, and I feel like you guys would like some of the food I cook too. Like, I made a fucking grouse stew kind of thing the other week with just a bunch of veggies. Oh, it was fucking bomb as. Um, but yeah, and on that topic of food, I am, like, I started to, my diet started to get pretty clumsy towards the end of, um, or towards my race, as in terms of, like, I was just eating a bunch of shit, like, I didn't give a crap, like, every day of the week, I was like, yeah, fuck, time for a treat, time for a treat, so I think, coming out of that now, I'm just going to try and clean my diet up for a couple of weeks, um, just start eating whole foods and stuff like that again, like, I'm trying to bake all my meals, um, just to, just to get myself back on track, like, I was talking to Ben about this, actually, um, and we were saying, or he was saying, I was saying, we were saying, we all shoot for ice cream. Um, no, the, like, you, every now and then you kind of go off track. And, like, you you know, it starts with, you know, one thing, two things. And you kind of just veer off track. I talk about it with my psychologist, too. Like, slowly, slowly, you kind of veer off track. And every now and then you got to just kind of try and bring yourself back on track. Um, and, like, for me, I'd slipped off. I Like, obviously, my training was outworking it. Like, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter because I was like, fuck it. I'm just training, you know, 20 hours a week. It's not, not a big deal if I'm eating an extra fucking couple of bits of chocolate. It doesn't matter. Um, but now I'm not training at that volume. I need to... I'm just going to steer the ship back into the healthier lane um, to allow my body... Give my body the fuel it deserves and recover properly and just feel better. A couple of weeks, maybe a month, and then, you know, I'll be back into training for whatever I'm training for then. And then I can, you know, go back to eating whatever I want. But for now, I'm going to try and clean it up a bit you know, just the next couple of weeks, um, so I'm going to try and film it too, and show you guys what I'm making, because, you know, I make pretty good food, not, not to toot my own horn, but I do, um, I also, oh, I was going to say, yeah, so on that topic of, you know, 1% better and all that kind of stuff, I was talking to, I can't remember who I was talking to, but we're saying, like, I feel like, Oh, this might relate directly to the topic of sleep, um, like the, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead attitude and like work, 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 work. But I feel like our generation, that attitude is shifting. It's different now. I feel like the attitude is not, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead and I'll work every fucking day or every hour I'm awake, I'll fucking work and hustle, hustle, hustle. I feel like the attitude now, or at least, you know, the one I'm seeing is people are wanting to work to not be, not have to work. You know what I mean? So like in my case, I want to do shit now so that, you know, later on in life, I don't have to fucking work, you know? 10, 20 years down the track, I don't want to fucking have to work. Like, I want to set myself up now so that when I get to that age, I can just kick back and race and do fun shit. Like, I don't want to have to work forever. Like, fuck working 
every all day every day forever like that sounds horrible um so i feel like the goal is slowly shifting from you know hustle hustle work every day fuck yeah fuck yeah to like the goal is to work to not have to work you know what i mean and i feel like that's a good goal to have like there's ways to do it you've just got to fucking figure it out so um yeah like i've that's part of my journey at the moment figuring out what i want to do and i think that's one of the goals that i want to have at the forefront of my mind is work to not have to work and like if the shit you do isn't work then that's great like you're not even fucking working um so yeah i'm just you know i'm figuring shit out but that was one of the thoughts that occurred to me i feel like the the momentum or the attitude is slowly shifting in the direction of like people want to work to not have to work um because you don't want to be fucking sentenced to that shit forever it's not like it's a it's a life it's a life we're told to live but it's not really a life like if you're working for someone for the rest of your fucking life like every single day nine to five except for weekends like that's rough man that's real rough um yeah anyway so let's let us go let us fast track back let's fast track back to the iron man right um we'll start with the overall right so hang on i'm just going to copy something right now because that's i've tried to categorize it in you know overall swim right run aftermath um so also there was a fucking dog with an iron man belt as a collar as in like a an iron man running belt as a collar which is pretty cool um on, on the weekend when we when i race i mean yeah it's pretty cool so anyway moving on to the uh, the the meat of the the podcast um so overall i had some questions um and i'll pepper them throughout so firstly weekend rundown food etc etc i've done that um i've brought us up to race day and then so race morning i woke up with an hour or what i wake up five o'clock i had to get there race was at seven so i woke up two hours before my race um i had a coffee and four pieces of raisin toast with butter that was my breakfast um and then you know walked down with caitlin to the start line like checked in my helmet checked in my so the way it works is you drop your bike off the night before um for bike racking and like a hot tip if you're racking your bike overnight deflate your fucking tires because odds are like i dropped mine off at um, 11 o'clock and if you leave your bike there with the tires inflated to like 170 160 psi they are going to fucking explode by the time you race so drop your bike off deflate your tires you come back the next morning to drop your helmet off your shoes your socks your like bike stuff and your actual race nutrition and stuff like that and your drink bottles and all that crap so you leave your bike there you put come back the next day buy a computer so i was going down to do that got there at about left it left the hotel room at six got there at like 10 past six had you know half an hour or so to set my bike up took me like 15 minutes i put um had my nutrition plan laid out so i'll cover that off in a sec i put you know the gels and stuff in my bike pocket put a couple of gels in my race belt put down my run shoes put down my race belt on my run shoes then put my cycling shoes next to my towel with my socks in them um and had my helmet sitting on my shoes with the sunnies already in there so that when i came out of um the swim i could just whack the helmet back on after ripping my wetsuit off helmet on socks on cycling shoes on go i'm not skilled enough to do the flying mount yet and i was like maybe i should give it a shot no forget it i think my bike seat is too high for what's possible with my hips so i was like i'm not even gonna bother you know i still did all right so you know can't complain um so yeah we went down dropped all that shit off in transition then came back out and then had enough time to put my wetsuit on get everything geared up get everything ready to go um before doing my warm-up swim and good stretch oh yeah fuck do you ever have like a stretch that just feels so fucking good oh like i my my, like i started losing vision then it was that 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 was that good of a stretch um anyway back to the topic right so yeah went out and in geelong they have this grouse like 
um, caged off area like of the ocean to swim in. So like there's no jellyfish, no fucking bullshit in there. Like you just swim. Um, and it's a, like, it's a great spot to do a warm up swim. So I got there, it was fucking freezing, um, outside the water. It was like 14 or something, but the water was like 20. So it was warmer in the water than it was outside in the air. So I put my wetsuit on, jumped in, hit my little 10 minute warm up swim. Um, a couple of efforts in there, did some, like loosened my shoulders up, made sure I was kind of gassed a bit, like went pretty hard to try and, um, fucking spark that lactic acid. Then, you know, jumped out made a few adjustments, put some Vaseline, put more Vaseline around my neck. Um, and like, I think I put body glide on my armpits as well. Um, I'd already put Vaseline on my bike shorts. So I wore a two piece, um, tri suit. I wore some two times U shorts and I wore a cycling Jersey, uh, the vegan frothers one best in the biz. Um, it was, it was great. I chose to wear that because I was like, no one's going to have the colors. Like the colors are fucking sick on it. You would have seen it in the photos I put up if you follow me on Instagram. If you don't, it's kind of weird that you don't. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's weird if you don't and you listen to this. Anyway, I put it up on, put the photos up on Instagram. You can see the jersey's fucking mint. So I had to wear that because um, I knew no one else would be wearing it. And I'd stand out. Um, so I, you know, wore that and then wetsuit over the top, obviously. So after I did my warm-up swim, headed over to the start line, had to get a new leg, um, bracelet thing. And then literally like stood there with Caitlin, had the little backpack open. I put baby oil around my wrists and ankles so I could easily get my wetsuit off. Um, put more Vaseline on, then made sure my goggles weren't going to fog up because that's the last thing you want. You don't want goggles fogging up on your race. Um, then, like, legit, as soon as that I did that, the line was fucking forming, so I jumped in, got pretty close to the front. It was probably within the first 30 or 40 people, um, which I wanted to be because I'm a good swimmer, so I don't want to get stuck behind, you know, people um, lagging, lagging, lagging. But um, the, the nerves... The nerves were fucking hectic, man. I was I was jumping around. I was getting all in line. It was fucking crazy. And then I had to do a wee. So I just fucking weed in my wetsuit. Because um, there was no way. I had that the first time I did Geelong. I didn't wee in my wetsuit. And then I got probably like halfway through the bike. Not even halfway. I got 20Ks into the bike. And I had to wee so bad. It was so painful. So I decided from then on, I was like, just wee yourself at the wet, at the start line. Doesn't matter. Just try and force it out. Um, so I did that, which is great. I also forgot to mention, um, I had a debacle with what runners to wear during the race. So I've been, I recently bought the Saucony Endorphin Pro 2s um, and I've been running in them and they've been really, really good. The only thing is I find if I run in them off the bike and it's like a warm day, my feet kind of swell and they get, if I'm not, it's weird, if I'm not running fast, I get kind of hot spots. Um, so if I'm running fast, they're fantastic. But if I slow down, I get hot spots. And then I was going to run in, it was between them and my Nike Infinity React Neck Percent Tempo or whatever the fuck they are. Um, which have had like 200Ks in it on, no, which have had like nearly 400Ks on them. So I was like, do I run in the new ones that are fucking pretty good? I just got to run fast or do I run in the old ones that I know are going to be good, but they're just old. Um, I ended up choosing the Saucony Endorphin Pro 2s and I'm glad I did, um, which I'll touch on when we get to the run. But I had a huge debacle. I didn't know which ones I was going to wear. I was looking at them both in the morning. I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, but obviously chose I chose correct well because... As you'll find out later on, I did well. Um, so yeah, that brings us to the swim the swim start, right? And so I, I forgot to mention this last week, right? But I, I was keeping track of how many swims it would take me to get back to my peak swim fitness, right? And I worked it out to be about 40 swims. Um, 40 divided by weeks. So it was about three weeks, swims a week. 13 weeks-ish to get back to like, I was probably faster than I was for my... Uh, well, I was faster than I was for my Cairns Ironman. So 13 weeks it took me. Average of, um, so 40 swims, average of 3Ks a swim. About 120,000 meters. So 120 kilometers um, of swimming to get back to peak swim fitness. Lovely. But that got me to the position I was in for this race. So the swim was 
so like okay so let me put you let me put let's let's set it in the zone right so every second second every seven seconds a beep would go off and that would release four athletes into the water and like the beep was just going beep beep and you know slowly slowly i could see like fuck i'm getting nervous now just talking about it i could see like there was two athletes in front of me one athlete in front of me and then i was at the start line and it just goes beep and i was like fuck like we are on you know ran into the water started my watch and like you got to run out probably 20 meters before it gets deep enough to swim and then once you put your head under you're just going and going and going like the first probably 500 meters is just a disaster you're just trying to get out there and get a rhythm going get deep enough um and you know we're just fucking going and it was i was lucky that i was in the group i was in because it just meant like it was i don't know it wasn't as hectic as if you were at the back trying to overtake a bunch of people like the majority of the people at the start were pretty quick so it meant that you know i wasn't really overtaking a lot of them like i was overtaking a few people i probably overtook 10 or 15 people but it wasn't like i was overtaking 40 or 50 people it was like easy like it was nice um so got in the swim and i just felt fucking good like the first part was hard and i was like it's all right i'm probably gonna settle um because that's just what happens in a swim probably gonna settle at some point and then you know it'll it, my pace will peg back but i just kept feeling good like i got the adrenaline gassed me at the start but then you know a little bit of recovery and then i just started pushing and pushing and pushing like i would just i just went for it it was fucking awesome um but um i got stung by a jellyfish on the face at like the k mark i think it was weird like i was hitting so many jellyfish i hit like when I was swimming, I, I hit like probably 30 jellyfish with my hands and feet. It's probably an exaggeration. Maybe 20 jellyfish my hands and feet. I was fucking slapping them, kicking them. And I was like, Jesus, there are so fucking many. They were so close to the surface. It was ridiculous. And I was like, I wonder if they're the stingy type. And I was like, they mustn't be because I haven't been stung yet. And then like I went around the, the furthest boy to turn around and start to come kind of back. And um, all of a sudden my face started to sting heaps. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, oh, I got stung. I was like, I guaranteed I got stung. It felt like, um, so picture you cut yourself and then you just squeeze lemon juice in it. That's kind of how it felt. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I tried to wipe it off my face, but I kept fucking smacking my goggles. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. There's nothing I can do. I was like, what? Am I going to stop now because I got stung by a fucking jellyfish and like finish my race after swimming a K? No. So I was like, fuck this. It'll go away. I just kept going. And it did. By the time I got around that next boy to come back, to the swim exit i'd forgotten about it completely and i was just fucking going because then i was like i checked my watch to see what my time was and i was like oh shit i can do a really good time here if i just fucking you know send it the last 200 meters so that's exactly what i did i just absolutely went for it um came out of the water and i was i want to see what my heart rate was actually but it was i was flying man i was absolutely flying um it I did it in 26 minutes 40 and my fastest one before this was like 28 20 or something so i cut off like i don't know two minutes two and a bit um so fucking huge i'm stoked absolutely stoked with that yeah 26 let's see what my heart rate was at the end of my swim max at 153 i think it maxed out when i got stung um because I felt like I was fucking drowning. Does it tell me what my heart rate is in my transition? It does. Fuck, yeah, my heart rate was 169 when I got out. No, it was higher than that. 182. So when I got out of the swim, my heart rate was 182 beats per minute, which is fucking hectic. That's almost as high. My max heart rate on my run, I think, was 185. Um, that just puts into context or yeah my max on the run was 185 so that just puts into perspective how hectic um it is like adrenaline wise when you come out of the swim and your heart rate is 182 that's insane like my max for the run was 185 so um it just shows like how hopped up on adrenaline you are um i feel like i answered i got a question of how do how do i swim like you and it's i answered that with my 40 swims to get back to peak swim peak swim fitness um but no in all seriousness like i feel like it's a genetic thing i don't know i'm just a good swimmer like i've always been a good swimmer um i speak about that with my coach and like when we went through lockdown 
the most recent one i didn't even bother trying to swim open water stuff i didn't bother doing any swim specific shit i was like it's fine like if i have you know 10 weeks i'll be better than most people swimming um because it's just you know i'm a good swimmer and that's what happened i you know had fucking 13 weeks whatever and i clapped out which was good um but like i don't know it's a lot of you got to do a lot of like a lot of paddles I, i spent a lot of time in paddles um over the past couple of months, a lot of time in paddles, a lot of time on, on pool boy. And I spent a bit of time doing work on my like kick and my flowing through the water as I'm going. Um, but otherwise you just got to fucking put in the K's. That's the best way to get better is just put in the fucking K's. Like I did a hundred well, that was actually when I got better. I probably had another three or four weeks on top of that. So it's probably like 140 K's of swimming, um, before this race as in, in this training block leading up to this race. So like you got to put in the K's and you'll get good. That's the, the best way to do it. Um, and swim with good people too. Like, I feel like they really push you, um, when you're constantly chasing ass. Um, yeah. So came out of the swim, um, ripped, I always struggle getting my wetsuit undone, but I managed to do it and unzip it, get it off my arms which was good, got to transition, like I was running, I remember I was jogging along, and then I was like, why am I going slow, I've got my arms free now, so I just picked up the pace and actually like hoofed it, got to transition, ripped off my full wetsuit, um, put on, like I didn't even bother drying my feet properly, and so I was like, I put my tail down, and I was like, oh, I'll dry my feet, and I was like, fuck, just stepped on it, and then put my socks straight on, made sure I didn't have grass in there, put my socks straight on, put my shoes on, obviously put my helmet on and then grabbed my bike and just fucking went. And I was like, oh shit, we're on now. Like, this is it. Uh, made sure I pulled my cycling shorts up because you don't want them to be too loose and then everything flowing around down there. It's not fun for 90Ks because um, you don't have a chance to fix it while you're on the bike. So made sure that was perfect before I got on. Got on and then, yeah, it was fucking, we're in. The first 20 or so Ks, um, like I, I tried to go out kind of steady and settle in before pushing the pace, but my heart rate was um, about 150, 160 for the first 20 minutes. After that, it settled to the 140s. Uh, I think it was just the adrenaline. Like I went out, you come, you come out of Geelong and you got to hit a hill straight away. So hit that, and then like you go through this fucking. It must be like the um, like a park, like a like a botanical gardens kind of park thing and there's fucking roads and the roads are just shit so like you can't once you get out of that that's when you can put the foot down but before that you know, you're kind of limited as to what you can do um so yeah well fucking you know got out of that and it probably took me 10 minutes to get through that and then another 10 minutes i kind of like tried to settle make sure like i got everything laid out properly and then you know kind of just went to work and it was it was cool like i was really really happy with how I was doing on the bike I just I was just going I wasn't I was pushing um but I wasn't pushing like I didn't feel like I was going to blow up and then you know you hit this little bit like there was a bit of a swirly wind at stages which was hard but otherwise it was pretty good and so it's 245k laps so I got out to the the furthest point and turned around and like it was you kind of do this little kickoff to the left and then you come back on and then it kind of just slowly goes uphill until the turnaround point. And then you got one big kicker and then, you know, a little bit, a little bit more and then you turn around. So I got to the turnaround point and last year, the turnaround, after the turnaround, it was just a massive headwind all the way back and I was dreading it. I was fucking dreading it because it sucks. Like you don't want to finish. You don't want to come home with a headwind. Um, but turned around and started coming back and I was like oh shit I think there's a fucking tailwind and there was there was a tailwind for the first lap which was dope I loved that like it just got in behind me and it just pushed 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 it was so fucking awesome to just fucking send it um fucking send it with the with the tailwind um in your in your butt all the way home so that was great like flew all the way back turned around and I checked my time and my goal was to get around one uh an hour 15 for a lap and it was like an hour 16 or 17 and i was like we're well within target here like i think it was an hour 17 no might have been hour 16 anyway we're well within range here to hit my my target my goal was um two and a half hours and 
you know, I'd done nearly 215 for the first one. I was like, great, this is perfect. Um, probably should mention too, my goal for my swim was to go sub 28 and I did uh, 26. So I hit my goal for sure on that. Um, then the bike, my goal was two and a half hours. So then went out for the second lap and the second lap wasn't as strong on the way back. Like on the way out, it was great. I, you know, did what I had to do. I was riding with, wasn't running with, but there was like three other dudes around me <clears throat> that I hit the, probably the majority of the first lap with and part of the second lap where kind of like one would overtake and then someone someone else would overtake and then I'd overtake and we kind of like went like that all the way through which was not necessarily cheating but it's not um not not no it's not drafting but it's not not drafting um to a to a degree but that was cool like to have blokes familiar faces you know riding with and then one of the dudes it was a big top big tall dude like me just took off on the, like just went and I was like fucking hell like he's he's gone like that's it I'm not seeing him again um but the rest of us kind of kept doing the same thing for the the rest of the second lap on the way back there was a bit of a headwind wasn't as bad as last year um so it just kind of pushed through ended up finishing the ride in I think two hours 34 so four minutes over what I wanted but like I think that's nearly 10 minutes better than what I had last year so very happy with that the wheels helped so fucking much um, having race wheels on. Holy shit. I just, like, it just felt like I didn't have to push as hard to go fast, which was great. Um, another thing though that <clears throat> was crazy, like, the last 20Ks, my ass cheeks got so fucking sore on the bike. It's like my glutes were just blowing up. Um, I was like, what the fuck is going on? They are physically, like, burning. Burning. It was insane. Um, I couldn't believe it, but I was like, I hope this doesn't bite me in the ass on the run. Anyway. Came back, racked, like, came back to true transition, racked my bike, put my shoes on, like, belt on, and I was like, fuck, like, my adrenaline was pumping. In my head at this time, I was like, You've, you're in it now. You are fucking in it. Like, you are in it, and you are on target to do something really well. You've just got to fucking hold it together. Um, so, I, you know, put my shoes on, race belt on, and just fucking went. The first... <clears throat> I'll read my splits out to you because um, they were pretty good and pretty happy with them. But my stomach was hurting for the first four, four or five Ks. I had a really sore stomach just based off my fuel for the bike. I haven't touched on my nutrition strategy. Fuck, I'll touch on that next. Um, yeah, I my stomach was really sore for my the first three or four Ks. Um, can't multitask yeah for the first three or four k's of the bike after that i was like i know it's gonna settle i know it's gonna settle i've just got to stick to water um and maybe not have any fuel until it kind of settles down a bit so i which is probably not a smart idea but you know um so went out and ran i'm just reading my splits first so first k was four minute 20 k second k was 420 third k was 417 fourth k was 413 Fifth was um, 4.17, then 4.23, 4.23, 4.30, 4.28, then 10, 11, and 12, uh, kind of uphill. Um, so it was 4.39, 4.40, 4.39, was 4.30, So about 16, that's when my pace has started to drop, which is when it started to slap me in the face. Um 442, 441, 451, 455, 454, and then finished with 401 for the last 800. Um, but uh, fourth, it was probably 436 pace, sorry. So I, <clears throat> the way it kind of went was went out feeling really, really good. I was flying. My stomach was sore, but I was flying. And I felt really comfortable. And I spoke to my coach um, the day before the race. And the race plan was kind of like just go out and make the most because when I run, when I do my training, I always, I go out hard and I can bank, like I bank Ks. That's just how I do it. And then I, you know, can slow down towards the end, but I've banked enough um, to get what I need to get at the start. So that was kind of the plan. It was like, go out and when you feel good, just fucking go, just make the most of it. And that's exactly what I did. I just went out hot and I was like, first 10 Ks and then reassess. Hit the 10K mark, almost got a 10K PB in a fucking half um, Ironman. And then I was like, all right, 
I still feel pretty good. So I turned around, like I think the lap was about 11 Ks, turned around and I started coming back and I was like, let's just try and replicate that. Like I don't feel like I'm going to die yet. Like I feel pretty good. I popped a gel in at like probably the 8K mark um, after having some waters and then I just fucking went, like went, absolutely went for it for the last oh i you know did the first lap and i was like just fucking send it the second lap too and see what happens and i was holding like 436 440s um and i knew that i was my time was gonna be around the i knew i would beat an hour 40 which was what my goal was to beat an hour 40 run um and if i just held 440s for the rest and i was doing below that so it was great i went around and like it wasn't until i got to the the 16 or 17k mark that i really started to struggle um well not struggle but this where it really started to hurt so i had to kind of dig deep so my feet started to hurt a bit so i did dig deep but it was only fucking 4ks so like big whoop i brought it home strong um and finished and it was fucking awesome the um what was i gonna say it was something else that's right so one of the things that kept me going um one of the things that kept me going, or two things that kept me going while I was running, <clears throat> the first one was seeing messages written on the run course, and it was like, good job, Mark, like, you're the best, or pain is temporary, and I was reading it, you know, how you read down a page, when people are writing them, they're writing them from the bottom up, because you run past each word, um, so I was reading it as like, Mark, job well done, or, uh, sorry, not like that, I was reading it like, um, temporary is pain like yoda would say things and i was like these people are massive fucking um star wars fans if they're writing this shit like this i was like geez you know who would have thought who would have thought like and i was getting a kick out of it and then i realized later on i was like oh they're writing it like that because you run past it like that i was like fucking idiot um and the second thing that kept me going was the dick drawings on the course whoever drew the penises along the run course you kept me going like there were some dark times and i was like yeah it's a dick <laughs> and it would just keep me going so um it's a small thing sometimes that keep you going um and it was it was the dick drawings it did for me but the run i'm so happy with the run i did it in so i did the run in an hour and 35 i think it was um which is a pb for me for fucking long shot even if the course was a little short but even if you add on the extra couple hundred meters i'm still gonna hit a pb there's like our 30s is insane for me for a half marathon which i was fucking pumped with um my heart rate started around 175 180 and stayed there for the um duration of the run i went out and i was i saw it at 175 and i was like it'll go down and then it just didn't and then i got to the end and obviously pushed more so i was like 185 um which was hectic to keep my heart rate at that level for the entire run what was the average the average would have been insane um oh, why does it gotta go all the way back it can't just go back one average was yeah, 169 lol um yeah it was crazy crazy but um touching on my nutrition strategy so my nutrition strategy for the whole event was the same as the one i adopted for my iron man it was, I had timers set on my bike computer. Um, the first one being drink every 10 minutes, every 10 minutes, just a reminder to drink every 10 minutes. So I would sip in between then, like I would sip before that, that went off, but every 10 minutes I'd take a drink um, just as a, uh, as a safety measure. And then in terms of gels, I had every half an hour would have a gel or half a pack of the cliff blocks because I'm a cliff all the way when I'm racing and, and training. I just, I, I like their products. They don't give me any issues, so I stick to them. Um, so I had a gel before the swim. Then I had gels every half an hour on the bike and I think I had some a pack of cliff blocks as well on the bike. So I think I had, what was that, two and a half hours. I planned for three hours, so I bought enough gels for three, but I only had one, two, three, four, five. Um, I think I had three gels and a pack of blocks, which was good. And then I had one gel on the run. Um, I think my mistake for the Ironman was I had too many gels too soon on the run and that fucked my stomach up and it just led to a whole other bunch of problems. So this one I was like, have what you need, don't have too much. Um, so that's, I guess it worked out for me. Like I had my gel stuck to waters. I was like, I don't want to drink anything that's going to make my stomach any worse and 
just fucking, you know, just sent it and it fucking did the job. Like I knew I would finish, um, with what I had. I knew I was going to hurt towards the end, but like it was fine in my head. I was like, this could be the last race I do for a while. So, um, just fucking go for it. And then, you know, deal with it later. Like I was thinking to myself, um, while I was out there, I was thinking I'd much rather get a DNF than, you know, coast at home and not be happy with how hard I pushed. So I was like, that's not happening. I'm not, not pushing. I just fucking emptied the tank, um, and, and finished and came ninth in my age group at ninth out of 114 for my age group. And uh, 105th out of 1300 people overall, which was fucking awesome. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't believe those were my positions. I did it in, it took me, fucking hell, I don't even remember the time. Oh boy, I saved it on my computer. Uh, like four hours and 41, I think 4.42, four hours 42 and 38 seconds. Let's see if I'm right, eh? I've saved it in my pictures folder. Um, some of the pictures too for the from the event are fucking insane. I wish I could just post them all, but I want to save some and try and trickle them out over the next month. Uh, 4.42.37. Nice. Um, yeah, fucking pumped with that. Couldn't have got... A, like, my goal was um, 4.42.37. Yeah, my goal was 4.40. I'm happy with that. That's very close. Like if you, I could trim that much fat off my transitions. So I hit my goal as far as I'm concerned. Um, in terms of pushing, like I crossed the line and I was pretty much okay. Um, like the last two years I've done it, I've blacked out nearly. Like I've been like, oh shit, I can't stand up. I need to lie down. Um, but this year I crossed the line. I was like, awesome. Like I fucking did it. I felt strong. Um, so I'm putting that down to my nutrition planning, my, nu- my nutrition strategy for the race. And my nutrition before the race too, and my leading into the race, like I did everything right this prep, like I gave away my strength training and I was like, I don't give a shit about this. I'm focusing solely on my Ironman stuff and that kind of put me in the position that I was in. Um, So, you know, can't fault it. I'm very happy with how I went. I'm like absolutely fucking over the moon. Um, You know, I walked across the line. It was great that we were staying just across the road too because like I walked across the line, went and sat down, struggled to sit down because my legs were cooked um, for like five minutes and then I was like, can we go have a shower? And then went and had a shower, lay on the floor for a bit trying to stretch my fucking legs out. I was so sore. My glutes were so fucked up and my hamstrings. I couldn't even pick shit up off the floor. It was ridiculous because I just went so hard. Um, And then, you know, came down to pick my bike up and I was completely showered before like people had finished um i was like nice now i know what it feels like to be one of these guys because i remember the first year i did it you know, came down and look at people f- looking fresh after they've finished their race and you're still going or you're just finishing it's like how the fuck how what how much earlier than me did you finish but yeah cross the line and then you know when i had a shower came down people were still running it was um it was cool i'm just watching my dog he's doing weird shit outside the window um but yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, went had some chips and picked my bike up. Hot chips, fucking salty hot chips are the best post-race snack. Um, and then went and had dinner at Yearboy for din- uh, for like a celebratory meal, which was delicious. He doesn't, he's chasing the flies. My dog, he doesn't like them. Um, anyway, the so now the next category is the aftermath. I was sore for three days. Uh, after the race, which I'm putting down to pushing, uh, actually having a crack this time. My abs were so sore, as well as my fucking butt cheeks. They were fucking wrecked for like at least two at least two days. And then the third day, they were still sore. Then the fourth day, they were all right. Um, I struggled to sit or stand for two days. I like, especially straight after the event, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't stand up. It was so bad. Um, I really struggled. I couldn't, I struggled to pick shit up off the floor. It was ridiculous. I had a really bad sleep the night before. Um, like, but it was fucking trash. I always struggled to sleep after events. I was really sore. It wasn't my bed. I was just tossing and turning. It was, I was still hopped up on adrenaline. Um, so I had a shit sleep. But since then, I've been going by my whoop as well. Like, um, I haven't trained at all. I've just set the goal of, so I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, since then, I've had, so I'm talking sleep quality I've had, um, or sleep performance. I've had 70, 97, 95, 100, 100% sleeps. So 
um, it's been so long since I've had a sleep that long and, you know, a sleep that efficient and effective. Um, so I'm fucking pumped with that. But yeah, I've set, I've, like I said to myself, I'm not going to sign up for anything for a month. Um, I maybe going to keep that. I don't know. I'll tell you why I may not in a second. Um, I've just, I'm not going to train until I feel like doing something, until I know what I feel like doing. And at the moment I wake up every day, I'm like, I don't really know what I want to do. So I'm not going to do anything. I think I'm just going to take this whole week off of doing completely nothing. I'm trying to think back to Matt Fraser when he was, you know, the CrossFit champ. He would say he'd take a complete month off after he'd win the games or compete in the games before he gets back into training to give himself mentally time to, you know, recover. And I think that's what I'm going to try and do. Um, At least take a week off and then see what happens. But, um, so is that everything? No. So the, the last funny thing before I get into something that I've just found out this morning. Um, I woke, no, when I was having a shower after my race, I was standing in the shower, I was fucking, I was so sore. And I was standing there and I was like, oh no, what if, what if that was a dream? What if I'm about to wake up and I have to do the race and I haven't actually done it yet? I don't think I could mentally deal with doing it after just doing it in my dream. This thought occurred to me for, I think it occurred to me pretty much the whole day after the race until I went to sleep. Um, I was like, what if it was a dream and I'm going to have to do it again? It was scaring the shit out of me. I was so worried because it fucking hurt so much and it was very, super hard. Um, I was worried I'd have actually have to do the race again, which, yeah, I don't think I could have, but I just thought it was quite funny. All right. So I think that's everything. Um that I wanted to speak about in terms of the race. I hope it's pretty good. If you've got any other questions, send them in. I'm sure stuff will bubble out and I'll talk about it more over the next, you know, couple of weeks when I'm doing podcasts, especially next week's one. Um, like in terms of difficulty, it was pretty hard. I wouldn't rate it as the hardest event I've done. I felt like I felt ready for this and I felt strong when I finished the line. Like I crossed, I crossed the line strong. Um, so I'm very happy with that. But the last thing I need to mention is I was wondering whether I'd get a qualifying spot for Worlds from this race. And I got an email this morning telling me that I have a spot um, in Utah for the World Championships, which is on the 7th of May this year, um, which is kind of annoying because I don't think I can do it um, because it's kind of too soon. And like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I want to spend that much money to go over Utah this year. I've got other shit I want to spend my money on. Um, But yeah, I qualified for Worlds, World Championships, which was cool. Like, I, I didn't think, I mean, I thought maybe I could do it. I thought maybe I'd get a spot, but um, I didn't think I, I would. Like, and then I got the email this morning. So, fucking pumped as um, I qualified for World Champs in Utah. Um, so, I could potentially be racing in Utah. I've got to think about it. Um, I'm not going to make a decision off the cuff. But, yeah, pretty cool, huh? I, I made it. I qualified. And on that note... I think it's time to wrap the podcast up. Um, I hope you guys have a fucking fantastic week. Any questions, feedback, shoot me a message. Um, Yeah, happy, happy days.